When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Football time. Uh, we always love it at this time to catch up late in the week with the developments of uh, the Champions League in particular and uh, the football coming up this weekend, and uh, we always go to... Uh, Ricardo Ball uh, when we need this information because quite simply he has it all. Uh, so good morning to you uh, Ricardo. The first thing I've got to ask you is a, a sort of a group decision that we made. Uh, we, we've noticed your phone number uh, but we're not going to give it out publicly but there's a hell of a lot of sevens in it mate. Did you choose that for any particular reason? <laughs> uh, to be honest Smithy it was, it was a happy accident. I, uh, when I, I started at another radio station back in I think it was 99 or 2000 uh, that was the number that they gave me, and I've just managed to keep it and hold on to it because I thought, oh, well, everybody's got this number for me now. Everybody knows it, and it's easy to remember. So I just managed to hold on to it. So, yeah, but plenty of sevens, mate, plenty of sevens. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a there's a United seven for each one in my head, at least. Yeah, I oh, best there is. And um, some has uh, worn that uh, particular jersey over the years, came to your rescue again yesterday. Uh, Manchester United two all draw with a late one, uh, a late winner after scoring earlier uh, from Cristiano Ronaldo, and that's uh, at uh, away to Atalanta. Yeah, yeah, the guy is just yeah, Mister Inevitable, really, isn't he? He just uh, seems to make it happen. Even when he cruises through games, you don't see much of him. When something needs to be done, he turns up and does it. And uh, he scored two yesterday. He's now scored somebody. Yeah, there's 139 goals in Champions League football which um, is mm. ahead of Messi by about four or five now, I think. And, uh, yeah, he's just superb and, and just keeps on going. Uh, so uh, is this a stay of execution? Uh, you, you've talked about the inevitability of, of Ole Gunnar, but uh, is that, I mean, a draw away, is that, is that really a stay of execution? Probably at this stage, yeah. I mean, after the, the 3 0 winning against Spurs as well, uh, I mean, if you... Atalanta probably uh, on the face of it in this group were the next toughest challenge. They've finished third in the, in the Serie A uh, in Italy, which is uh, you know their top division for the last three seasons in a row. So they're a very good side. So I think if you'd offered Oli four points from two games against them before the competition mm-hmm. kicked off, he would have taken it. Uh, so I think that the uh, the draw in this game is uh, the result itself is not bad. The performance will will ask a few questions, and the fact that. Uh, Rafael Varane has gone down with a hamstring injury, which I'm reading this morning is going to keep him out for about a month is, um, is a really big blow. So uh, I guess uh, from here, it's how he goes about um, you know, sort of fi- fixing things at the back, because not only is Varane missing, but Harry Maguire, who had been out injured and came back for that Leicester game, hasn't looked the same player. I don't know if he's still playing 
injured or he's uh, he just doesn't look 100% sharp, he doesn't look 100% fit. Uh, so there's definitely problems in the defence at the moment. Uh, looking at the Champions League uh, results from today in particular, uh, some of them have just completed. AC Milan and uh, Porto won all Real Madrid over Shatka Donitz uh, 2-1. Uh, Ajax winning over Dortmund 3-1. Liverpool uh, of interest to a lot of our listeners. Liverpool up, uh, uh, just beaten uh, Atletico Madrid 2-0. Manchester City dominant over Club Brugge 4-1. Uh, a late penalty for Lipsic to draw two all at home with Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, Inter Milan uh, 3-1 winners over Sheriff and Sporting dominant over Bazitas uh, 4-0. So... Uh, on the development or on those uh, particular results this morning, any developments of interest that you can see across the particular groups, Ricardo? Well, I think, uh, you know, one that needs to be talked about, and it pains me to do it, Smitty, as you'd know, but is, is Liverpool. Uh, I mean, they, they won 2-0 today against Atletico Madrid, but it could have been 4 or 5 easily. Atletico had a player sent off as well uh, early on, and, um, you know, they, they kind of took their foot off the gas and just managed the game from there. Uh, they are now 25 games unbeaten, Liverpool. So they're unbeaten in the Premier League this season uh, and they have played for 1-4 in the Champions League as well. So they've already, after this morning, qualified for the round of 16. So they've qualified out of their group already. Uh, they're head and shoulders above everybody in their group. And when you consider, you know, when the draw was done for this group, you were talking AC Milan, who uh, had done great things in Serie A last season, nearly won it. Uh, you're talking Porto, the Portuguese champions. And, of course, you're talking Atletico Madrid with Diego Simeone, who uh, have been to Champions League tw- uh, finals twice under Simeone and are the reigning Spanish champions. Uh, so, on paper, I looked at that draw when it came out. I was like, man, this is a horrible draw for Liverpool. That's probably going to go down to the last match day before we know who qualifies out of this group because it was, on paper at least, it looked so even. But they've walked it, absolutely walked it. So uh, sensational for them and uh, fantastic uh, performance uh, from a management coaching point of view from Jurgen Klopp. I think you've got to, you've got to really hand him uh, that. They've, they've done a fantastic job there. The other one, as you mentioned, is PSG. Uh, now Mauricio Pochettino is in charge there, the former Spurs boss. And all that uh, the, the bosses at PSG want is success in the Champions League. And uh, things have been really rocky for them. Uh, Club Brugge, who you mentioned earlier, who's the Belgian champions at City beat 4-1, they held PSG to a draw in Bruges uh, earlier in the competition. Now we've seen Le- uh, Leipzig. I mean, they could have won this game, Leipzig. They missed a penalty earlier in the game as well. So two all, but I mean, they left another goal out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, things aren't really cranking for them yet. I don't think they've quite figured out how to get Messi, Mbappe and Neymar all playing together. Messi was missing today, he's got an injury. Uh, but they just don't seem to be firing at the moment, PSG. And, uh, you know, just to hark back to what you said about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, you know, um, that Antonio Conte is now at Spurs doesn't let him off the hook because there's every chance that PSG, if things don't continue to go well in the, in the Champions League, could pull the trigger on Pochettino, who's only got a year left. And he's certainly a manager that United have previously looked at Okay, let's uh, just touch on Spurs. I know you don't really want to, but uh, here's the go. Uh, you, you, you mentioned uh, Conte's going, uh, and that means that's the end of the road uh, there anyway for Nuno Espirito Santo. He's gone, and uh, they say he was doomed uh, from uh, quite some time ago. Uh, so uh, the other news coming out of there, I believe, is that Harry Kane has uh, again decided to stay, which is great news for Spurs fans. So... Uh, what about the chances of a turnaround, a quick one under Conte? 
Well, I think uh, Conte's a very, very good manager. Um, he would be he'd be one of the top four or five in Europe, I think, um, top managers. I mean, he's he's won Serie A last season with Inter Milan. He's gone into uh, Chelsea previously and, and, and won the title in England there with Chelsea. So, you know, he's a guy that knows how to win. He's won, won Serie A with Juventus previously as well. I'm just wondering whether or not he's got the right cattle at Spurs at the moment. I think he will improve them now. It's just how much he can improve them. Um, I think that's the big question. And the other thing with Conte is he's a, quite a fiery character. You know, in the past when he was at Chelsea, he publicly called out Roman Abramovich for not giving him enough funds and not doing what he needed him to do. Uh, he's done it with Inter Milan's owners. He's done it with Juve's owners. He's done it all, 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 all wherever he's gone. Uh, he certainly uh, doesn't take a backward step. And it's going to be interesting to see how this works out at Spurs because Daniel Levy, who's the man who holds the reins at Tottenham Hotspur, is very much a man who likes to be in control, a puppeteer-type uh, sort of character, if you like. I don't know how he's going to go with being challenged by somebody like Antonio Conte. So it's going to be really interesting. Generally, Conte will start well. Uh, it's just where it goes from there. He doesn't tend to stick around long. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone within sort of 18 months, two years. Let's uh, look at the games coming up uh, this weekend. Then uh, the lights will be on fairly early Sunday morning, I would imagine, in the regard- Ricardo Ball household. Uh, as uh, Old Trafford lights up as well, United and City. Yeah, and this is going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting game because City uh, obviously lost last weekend to Crystal Palace while they were at home as well, and um, that uh, they'll they'll be wanting to bounce back from that. It also means that uh, Merrick Laporte, who's uh, pretty much the number one centre back, got sent off in that game, so he's going to be missing. Of course, Rory mentioned uh, that United are going to be missing Rafael Varane. So uh, they're both going to be slightly undermanned. Um, Paul Pogba's also going to be missing from United because he got sent off against Liverpool. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, from a United point of view, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sets up. Generally, what he's had uh, formation-wise with United is four at the back, three in midfield, and three up front. But against Spurs, he changed things around. He played the three centre backs with two wing backs, two sitting midfielders, and then uh, and then a, a playmaker with a front two, uh, with, which was Cavani and, and Ronaldo. And he and he kept that formation for Atalanta until Varane got injured. So that seems to block up the middle a lot better uh, and and make United more solid through the middle. I'm not sure if he's going to do that again against City without Varane, uh, but uh, I think it's going to be key to see how United set up for that game uh, last season. United against City, Chelsea and Liverpool combined. I think they kept uh, about four clean sheets from the six games. They actually did all right against the big teams. So Ollie's record against City and against Pep is actually really good. So, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how this goes. To me, it's, it's, it could be a, a really tight affair. Uh, within the top uh, four as well uh, is a very interesting clash with... Uh, West Ham at home to Liverpool. Uh, West Ham are having a bumper season thus far, 10 games in. Any chance of ending that miracle Liverpool run? Well, yeah, I think every chance at the moment. Uh, I mean, it's got to happen at some point, um, I, I think. And, you know, Liverpool have... Uh, it's about keeping players up mentally as much as anything. Um, and, you know, if you go from uh, a, a game against Manchester United, who are your bigger, biggest, bitterest rivals, into a midweek Champions League game against Atletico Madrid, who that was a spicy game, lots of cards in it, and those two teams history, so they were up for it. It's trying to get Liverpool up again and on the road. 
so I think, I'm not saying that it's uh, that he can't do it, you think, what, but I think it's a very much a possibility that we stand can get something out of this, given the way that they've been playing as well. And, you know, you have to look at a player like Declan Rice and what he's been able to do is really dictates play for West Ham. He uh, has a really calming presence in front of their back line. He will probably nullify someone like Roberto Firmino, who is a number nine but tends to play a bit deeper, almost more like a number 10 role, and has his wingers or other attacking players and Salah and Mane run past them. So uh, Rice is going to be key, but uh, you know he's not the only one. Uh, Mikel Antonio is really a really dangerous forward player. He's going to ask lots of questions of that back line as well. So looking forward to this game, I think this could be the game of the weekend rather than the Manchester Derby, to be honest, because I think the Manchester Derby will be quite play quite close to the chest. OK, uh, let's... Uh Briefly touch on Burnley because of uh, our watch on uh, Chris Wood and New Zealanders in the top flight. Uh, they, they won a game. They got uh, a victory over Brentford, but they've got Chelsea this weekend to sit atop. Yes, they do. Uh, and it's, you know, Chelsea's, Chelsea's never going to be easy. And to be honest, I think, you know, Chelsea at the moment, uh, I know they've got no Romelu Lukaku. He's injured. But what that's meant is that Chelsea have kind of gone back to the way they played last year. Um, and, it, and it kind of mirrors City a lot. Uh, you know, they tend to play with somebody like Kai Havertz as a bit of a false nine. They don't have an out-and-out striker. Uh, and they've got lots of playmakers, lots of guys who can get on the ball and do things. You know, uh, guys like uh, Ziyech and Mount, players of that ilk. Um, and they've got guys who can score goals, um, you know, and guys who can win games for them from anywhere. I mean, the top scorers at the moment, I think, are Reese James and Ben Chilwell, their two, they're two wing-backs. So... Chelsea are capable of hurting you from anywhere. And to be honest, I actually think they played better without Lukaku. So, yeah, I wouldn't be holding out too much hope for Burnley this weekend. I think Chelsea get this one and get it won pretty comfortably. Uh, just finally, uh, the, one of the ugly sides of football, and we see it raise its head from time to time as, uh, you know, r- racist abuse because of the, the, the number of uh, multicultural teams and, and uh, the fact that players come from uh, all corners of the earth to play in the competition. But... Uh, here we find uh, one fan who's been jailed for 10 weeks over a Facebook rant against three black England players. So, I mean, it just doesn't, it just doesn't end the stupidity. No, mate, it doesn't. Uh, it's good to see something finally happen, something with actually some consequence finally happen on this front, you know, because for too long people have been able to hide behind their keyboards and uh, say whatever they like about whoever they like and know that they're not going to have any repercussions. Well, it looks like that is ending, and the British police have really uh, stepped up looking at this. I mean, I know that uh, it's because it's potentially it might have been a bit different if uh, it had been three black players who played for another country that got the abuse rather than three black players who played for England, uh, you, could, you could argue. But the fact that they've done this, I think, is fantastic. Um, and it, 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 hopefully it's just the tip of the iceberg and they can, they can sort of prevent this sort of stuff from happening. I, I was... Uh, one of the uh, defenders who plays fast in the middle, I can't remember which one it was now, but he posted the other day about, you know, um, the Premier League and FIFA and, and UEFA and all these bodies. Uh, very quick, if somebody puts highlights of a game up, Pirates highlights of a, of a game that we've watched uh, and puts them up online, within two hours, that account will be closed and those highlights will be gone and you won't be able to see it. So why can't they do the same with racism? And I think it's a, it's a fantastic point that he's made. And hopefully we're getting to the point now where it will get um, straightened out and we'll see an end of it. Ricardo, uh, love this segment and love you updating me and our listeners on everything that's going on in the football world, mate. Uh, Thank you very much for that. 
uh, and uh, enjoy the success at the weekend, I hope, on your behalf. Yeah, same here, Smitty. Thanks very much, mate. And uh, yeah, enjoy, enjoy Conte. I think it's going to be a wild ride as a Spurs fan. Uh, well, they've never been uh, predictable, have they? Uh, as soon as you think they've got the game nailed, uh, they lose 6-0. So there you go. Uh, Ricardo Ball, thank you very, very much uh, for your input this morning.